Hey guys, and welcome to our very first episode of the Kylie King Show, Meet Me at the Barricade. I'm your host, Kylie Morgan, and I'm coming to you from the Eclectic Room in Angola, Indiana, where I'm so excited to introduce our guest, Max Carrillo. Max, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, just saw your show. That was awesome. Tell me a little bit about this tour and um, with Nonpoint and Hell Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's literally a dream come true. It's, it's just wild. Uh, it's, it's a lot like the movies. Um, it's uh it's cool to learn a lot from the other bands so so one thing for me is before this i was doing a lot of stuff in vans or whatever and now we have a tour bus and it's really a nice step up the i think the coolest part is just seeing all these crazy people from the stage and just when i lift my hand up you just hear a like a roar and you feel that because there's so many people in the room you feel that energy and you you feed off of that it's really cool it works out well with hell yeah nonpoint i've been studying them a lot every show they do just seeing what they do and i'm learning a lot and it's really just it's interesting. It's like the big leagues, and you're just seeing how they do things. So it's a great growing experience for me. Awesome. Yeah, I got the pleasure of seeing you perform in a small town yeah. of Goshen, Indiana, That's at right. Ignition. Um, but the energy you put out on stage was incredible. And Thank you. Um, you know, with with all of your guitar flips and jumping, <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know how you do that. But um, I something. Practice. <laughs> you practice in the mirror. <laughs> yep, something like that. Um, but something else you do is that you teach, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> So tell me a little bit more about that. Sure, yeah. So so when I'm not doing this, I, I work at School of Rock in Chicago. It's in Oak Park, Illinois. Still kind of Chicago. Um, and it's, for me, that's a very, full, I mean, this is a very fulfilling job too, but for me, that's another very fulfilling job where I get to like grow with these kids. Like I've had some of these kids for two or three years and you just see them grow into like uh, like little young adults and it's it's like they're all your little siblings. So it's, it's a really cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you have a teacher when you started or were you just like, hey, this is a guitar and I'm going to pick this up and it looks cool? Oh, uh, no. So, so I tried playing guitar three times and I gave up and I'm like, really? oh, this is impossible. But then I put my mind to it. But I did have teachers. I had, uh, I want to give a shout out to John Razzo Girardi. He was my first guitar teacher. Uh, great guy from Connecticut. Then uh, my mentor, Harry Homura. I met him at Columbia College and he taught me the most important rule for music is learn uh, learn the rules so you can break the rules and create your own rules. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what was the what was the main point where you were like, you know what, I'm still gonna do this. You know, you gave up twice and then the third time you were like Oh with guitar? Yeah, sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um well I was around eleven when I tried it once and then twelve I tried again and then I gave up and then I saw like other people like on stage and I'm like, wow, that looks so awesome. Like I wish I was doing that. So then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try again and you know, let's see where it goes. So and now it's my job. So awesome. it worked out. Uh, how did you become a member of Deep Fall? I hear Craigslist is a viable network, but yeah. um, were you already a fan of them? Um, so I here's the thing, I'd never heard of Deep Fall before any of this. Um, the what happened is uh, I had left a band um, previously and ten days later on Facebook just this ad popped up. It was it was kinda like just a movie moment where this ad popped up looking for lead guitarist, pays well, tour bus, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I'll look it up. And I check it out and they're also, so the last band I was in was from Michigan and these guys are from Michigan too. So I'm just like, this is weird. It's totally like a movie moment. So two days later after that, I hop on a Greyhound, go over there. I go into the rehearsal and while I'm on the Greyhound, they tell me, oh, by the way, we're auditioning another guy right after you. Are you cool with that? I'm already on the Greyhound, so I can't turn back. I'm like, shoot um yeah yeah i'm great with it you know but that was so much pressure for me so i get there i do my audition i thought i did pretty well then the other guy comes in he does his audition and i kind of listen in and like he he hit certain things i didn't hit but he also messed up things that i didn't mess up you know so i'm like okay this is kind of tight you know so then they long story short they tell us can you guys stay an extra day and i'm like fuck so i call my work i call the school and i'm like hey guys 
I have a really, really possible big opportunity. Can't take off work. They're cool with it. And the next day we come in and they sit us down and they say to both of us, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. You guys are both really good. Um, we're going to play all the songs in the same room while you both play it. Whoever plays it better gets the part. And we're all just like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? You no, know? Pressure no pressure at all. No pressure, you know. <laughs> so we're like, okay. And at this point, I got to know Anthony, Ava, the other guitarist. And he's a really fucking nice guy. So the whole time I'm like, well, I want to get the part, but he's also a really nice guy. I want him to get it too, you know. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. A little bittersweet moment. Yeah, absolutely. So right before we start the rehearsal, we are just tuning and we start jamming. And he plays something and I play over it and vice versa. And then the, the lead singer, Rich, and Tim, the keyboardist, they leave the room. And we're just like, holy shit, like, are we in trouble? Like, should we have been practicing the tunes or something? And apparently they videotaped us and we didn't know about this. And then they come back into the room and they say, you guys mesh really well. And we're only looking for one guitarist, but we want to put you both in. Because if we don't put you both in, we think you'll start a band without us. And we're like, okay. like So it worked out in the best way possible. Again, another movie scene, just like we both got the part. So, That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, I'm sure that everything happens for a reason, and leaving a toxic situation is always nerve-wracking, mm -hmm. but can you talk a little bit about the emotions you felt in that situation compared to now with Deepfall? Absolutely. So I think one thing that happened when I was leaving said situation is uh, one of the other members of a different band had told me, and this was kind of weird, because I told them, because they wanted me to, something happened, right, and they wanted me, then they're like, oh, sorry, like, we didn't know it wasn't true. You can come back in the band. They're like, do you want to come back in the band? And then I'm like, well, give me 10 minutes. I'm going to think about it and give you an answer. And I'm talking to the other band that we were on tour with, really great people. And one of them tells me, like, well, here's the thing. In this industry, there are a lot of assholes out there who will leave a trail of disaster in order for them to become successful. Um, and he was saying some example of some famous people. I won't name them, but there's some people out there that are like that. Um, and he told me, Here's the thing, Max. Do you want to be possibly the next biggest fucking musician in the world, guitarist, famous guitarist, and and be with them and like maybe be an, become an asshole, but get all your hopes and dreams, or do you want to leave them and possibly that won't happen, you know? And for me, that was like, oh wow, like I really have to think about that. So, so what I decided is that I'd rather not live my dream if it means I have to become an asshole for it. So, so I told him, I'm like, yeah, no, goodbye, you know. Um, and then it just worked out really well for me because now I'm doing everything I wanted to do. So you think you sacrificed some of yourself with them, and mm -hmm. now you can be. It, it was really it worth like it. it. It was it, so yeah. worth it. I don't know if it's a karma thing or what, but like when I left, I didn't know if that. I thought to myself that might be my prime. Like, and that was cool. Like I did a small tour, great. You know, that might be it. But never in my wildest dreams did I imagine all of this would happen from that. So yeah, I'm glad I made the right decision. Right. From all you listeners, um, we're on a tour bus <laughs> yeah. right now, so <laughs> it works. It happened. So tell me this. Mm -hmm. Is there a story about the red tipped hair? And I see it's kind of like pink now, but it was <laughs> it's, red. It was it's kind of funny. Like I, I put in my notes, I'm like, there's always this red tipped hair. I wonder mm -hmm. if there's a story there, but um, is there anything to talk about with that? Sure. I mean, well, one, my favorite color is red, so that, that has a, something to do with it. Um, just growing up, I saw all these musicians with dyed hair, and I'm like, I want to be like that, like Motley Crue or just any of those people. Some of them would dye their hair, some wouldn't. But, uh, and growing up, like, in my home, that wasn't, like, a thing. It's like, oh, uh, you, you don't dye your hair, you'll do it later on if you want. Mm -hmm. And so 
right after I, when I started college, I dyed my hair red. And since then, it's become very iconic for me. Just everyone knows me as, as a guitarist guy with red hair. Yeah. So it's become a very good branding thing for me. So, yeah, I just keep it up, you know. I'm dabbling with the idea of doing uh, green hair. Nice. So, I think it'll complement the blonde. Yeah, I think that'll look cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I say I'm, go for I'm it. I'm dabbling. But yeah. it's, it's scary. It's a risk. It's like, well, but it's now good to you're go outside. Yeah. yeah. It's good to go outside your comfort zone. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, so now that you're in this big, bad tour bus... <laughs> <laughs> How do you handle, um, you know, being on tour? Like, what's your decompression from stress and all of that? What do you do? Sure. You're stuck in here all the time, so. Um, well, I will say it's definitely life-changing, just, just all of this. Um, I wouldn't say I'm too stressed anymore. I, I honestly, I I get up. I, I still practice guitar because that's all something. You know, I, I just because I've made it doesn't mean I need to stop doing whatever I was doing. So I'll still, I wake up, have my Starbucks coffee, and... I practice my skills, any guitar stuff I have to practice, and then um, we load in, then I'll write in my journal or just do something normal that's non-musical, just to be a normal human being, you know, once in a while, and then we'll sound check, we'll do the show, and that's pretty much it, and then we just hang out with people, so yeah, it's a, it's not too stressful, um, it's definitely a different um, lifestyle. Yeah, different yeah. dynamic, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, and I've just grown comfortable with how things go, yeah. What are you uh, binge listening to right now? Sure, no, that's a great question. Um, I've been, uh, that is really good, because I've been like trying to listen to a lot of new things. I've been listening to a band called Bad Omens. They kind of sound like a, what's that other band? Uh, shoot. Uh, fuck, Bring Me the Horizon. They kind of sound okay. like, so I really dig that. I've been listening to a lot of Kill Switch Engage to get more ideas for new music, because I know that's kind of the direction this band wants to get into. Awesome. So that, um, always listening to Event Sunfall, because that's by far my favorite band. And uh, John Mayer here and there, flamenco music, um, Beethoven, I like Beethoven a lot. So just as much as I can feed my brain. Avenger Sevenfold is also my favorite. Band. Hey, that, so, that's why this works out. Yes, that's great. There you go. Yes, I've nice. seen them twice, that's and great. I was really sad when they when they canceled their tour. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm shadows. <laughs> um, who are your influencers? What made you? You know. You're like, I love this song, or I love this person, I want to be sure. like them. Well, I, I would definitely say Avenged Sevenfold is up there, just Matt Shadows or Sinister Gate. They're all, and I hear they're all just very nice, humble, like human beings, super kind to everyone. I'd say my biggest, or two of my biggest influences, I'd say, is uh, Jacoby Shaddix with Papa Roach. Because when he talks to the audience, he puts all these very positive messages out, and I think people can really relate to it. And I think that can be really life-changing. So he's making a really positive impact on people. I think that's great. Same with Jester Bennington from Linkin Park. But I'd say for me, the biggest is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Because one thing, I've read so much about him. The one thing that I love about Steven Tyler is that any person he meets, he always makes sure to give them a compliment. And that's really cool because it's like spreading the sunshine. Like, you you live a happy life and you're, you, you're trying to help other people also live a happy life. So... Uh, that's not, like I would love to become like that. It's just like spread the joy and just like you know, why not everyone help each other out? You know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what's the next? What's the next step for Deep Fall? Sure. Um, well, so we have a lot going on. Um, we're halfway through the, this tour with Hell Yeah and Nonpoint. It's been amazing. Um, then we do a three-day tour with Seven Dust. It's like an acoustic thing around Christmas time. Um, and then we have January off, and then February we go on with Ultra Bridge and. For us, that's like a huge honor. Like uh, Miles Kennedy also plays with Slash, and I love Slash, so that'll be a really big thing for us. After that, we are talking about future tours, and, uh, a new album, and um, some festivals. Awesome. Yep. Well, Max, I'm so glad you were able to join me on the show, and I'm so glad you were our first yeah, thank, interview. Thank you. It's really an honor to be the first interview with you guys. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, how can listeners get in touch with you? Sure. Um, they can. Uh, 
then go to Instagram, Deepfall Max, or on Facebook, Max Carrillo. I'm, I'm there. I'm always open to chatting with anyone. And or DeepfallBand.com. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day, and we'll meet you at the next Barricade. Rock on. Hey.